Money FM 89.3, best of the evening runway. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3, good afternoon. It is the evening runway. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Culture Club. And joining me in the studio is my guest host, John Chua, founder and managing director of Zendil Music Agency. John, welcome. Hi, hi. How are you? Very interesting because you used to make music on radio with the Sam Willows and now you're making your guest host radio debut. Yes, actually, this is very exciting for me. And what did I get you into? Because we're about to have a conversation about vintage handbags. Yes. Vintage fashion, in fact. Yes. And... Speaking of air, this is a world that you are somewhat familiar with and something all husbands kind of should be familiar yeah, with. Yeah, I have a wife that loves her, her fashion. Yeah. So I've been educated since our, the start of our marriage till yeah. now. So yeah, it's not entirely new to me, but I would love to find out more. You know, for us as, I will bracket put it as millennials because it's such a wide bracket, right? We see the younger generation, the Gen Zs, there's this shift towards vintage stuff. Mm-hmm. Like vinyl players are coming yeah, back in yeah, again. Yeah. For whatever reason But it is quite a nice appreciation You know, mm-hmm. in this world So today we're going to find out About luxury bags Hermes, your Christian Dior, Chanel Very popular for their luxury status And prominence in pop culture But uh, there's this flourishing appetite For resale pre-loved luxury That's accounted for the second-hand market In fact, uh, it's currently making up What, 3 to 5% of the overall Apparel, footwear, accessories sector globally Let's find out more With our studio guest Elaine Fung Who is the founder of Love Holic.sg. Elaine, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me today. I suppose to start us off, uh, educate us, what is Love Holic all about? Right, it's all about having a safe platform to uh, buy and sell pre-loved luxury bags in Singapore. So all our bags uh, that's on our platform are authenticated by qualified authenticators with years of experience in okay. the field. And we also make sure we present the items in the most accurate way so that you can be assured that what you see is what you get. Right. Most importantly is if anything that goes wrong, let's say the item is indeed not authentic or it's really not what you expect, right. you will get your money back from oh. us. Does your wife know about Love Holic? I'm very afraid to tell her about my day when I get home tonight. <laughs> Perhaps I should give you my name card. Oh, no. <laughs> but I would love to. Thank you. You're trapping the man. What is the most valuable item in your inventory? Definitely some of the Hermes quarterbacks that are often in the five-digit range. Wow, MS. Yes, I will reserve my comments for MS, but I love the brand. I yeah. think it's great, you know, and I've really loved your designs and the history that goes behind it. But I think just the Birkins is so iconic as a bag that for, for even someone like me who would probably never carry a Birkin in, in, in my entire lifetime, I have an appreciation for it, you know? Like, I wish that I would buy one for my wife. <laughs> I wish. You can also buy one for yourself. Yeah. You know, there are yeah. men the who men's carry Birkin, Birkin right? about <laughs> a larger size. That's a good, actually, you on to something yeah. there, John, because we started this conversation with the assumption that it's only ladies that are going to go on Love Holic. But what's the demographic? Is it more men than women? More women than men? What do you uh, see? We do have a good mix. Oh? So we have gentlemen who buy bags for themselves. Mm. So they would tend to reach out to bags that are a little bit more neutral in okay. terms of the style. Yes. We also have men who buy bags for their wives, actually, or girlfriends. So they would 
come to us and ask us, I've been looking for this for my partner. I haven't mm. been able to find it. Are you able to help me with that? So mm. we do have a lot of requests from the gentlemen. Right. Then, of course, we do have the ladies who follow our social media on our Instagram to check out uh, what's the latest, what are the trends and what's the best buy and so on. If they see something that they like, they will just come to us and see and get it if they really like it. So yeah. then I got a campaign idea for you, okay? You know, you should launch a campaign to actually encourage wives to buy bags with their husbands. I Good would, idea. I would, I would totally reshare that. You know, I think, Elliot, you would reshare that uh, as that well, That sounds right? like an interesting idea, right? actually. Like, dear wives, buy your husband a luxury bag. You know, love, love Holly. <laughs> <laughs> I love your tagline. Yeah. Actually, you know, actually, I've got a good question for you. And because you work a lot with social media, yes. your opinion of social media setting trends... Especially in fashion or music, which is your, your, Ooh, your forte. You, I mean, I work a lot in, in music and fashion. And I always believe that fashion, they're very forward thinking yeah. in terms of the things that they do. They know how to spark conversation. And I feel like that's the reason why you have so much value attached yeah. to it. Because, I mean, the way I look at it is when you carry a Chanel bag, you know, you are not just carrying a bag. You know, it's not just to put your stuff inside. You mm. know, my wife has really tiny bags that you can't even fit a car key inside. You know, I was asked to buy one of those for my yeah. wife. For Christmas. Exactly. So to me, I realized is that the the connection with the brand, you know, it's what people um, desire, yeah. and the brands constantly have to constantly prove it. Yeah. But you see, every year they drop multiple seasons. You know, yeah. spring, summer, fall, winter, and, and all of that. And I realized the beauty of pre-loved is that it locks in a certain memory in time. Okay. You know, and it, these trends actually come back. For example, the Fendi baguette. You know, it was, mm. it was popular mm-hmm. many years ago, and then it came back again. You know, and then after that it would go, and then the Dior set come back again yeah. and you know I think that's where the market is you know people like my wife was telling me like her mom used to carry it so she used to see her mom carry it yeah. as a kid you know and then when it came back now she wanted to carry it and then it's new and improved the stitching's a little bit different so I get it you know I really do get it Elaine do you see that when you because obviously you have to work with social media yes yes I do how tricky is it to invoke those memories the memories that John just described I would say it really depends on uh, how the brand is marketing themselves okay. more than often they would repurpose a design that's probably was very popular 10 years back or 20 years back they add a little bit of elements and then launch it as a new piece yeah. so naturally what people would do is okay I look at the new piece and I look at the history of it there may be people who actually like the older design more yeah, than the yeah. new ones that's when people will start to search for it okay yeah so for us when we do our social media we do follow the trends and then we do look at the history of it we share the history to our followers and naturally there will be people who come and say oh I like the new ones more or I like the old ones more and there will be people who would make a decision I'm going to get it All because right. that just fits uh, my style it just says me right in front of my face yeah yeah it's just that, that relatability I'm going to run a, a, a quick social experiment with the both of you first John just to get a baseline yes. what is your attitude towards resale I love resale. Like I started, I mean, a guitar player. I'm a yeah, guitar player. Yeah. So I started playing resale guitars and I've always loved buying resale guitars. So Elaine, you know that John is a customer, is okay with resale. He loves mm. it. How do you sell to someone who loves resale? Is it easier? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because you do get a lot more value from buying pre-love. Pre-love doesn't necessarily mean the item is of poor quality or yeah, is very... Yeah 
badly worn. More than often, we see pre-loved items that are either unworn or in a light new condition. Instead of paying $10,000, which you will need to pay at retail, you may only need to pay half of it mm. and get a piece that's literally light new or even brand new that's not been used by anyone else. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, these items, if nobody is going to use it, it's going to end up in landfill. Yeah. So mm. you are actually doing an environment a favour by extending the shelf life of the item. It's a great cause, I would say. I wonder if that's a Gen Z thing as well because the younger generation tends to really care about, how do you say, not getting embroiled in fast fashion. Or oh, ESG, environment, uh, it, social governance. Yeah. You know, that's the do you get normally younger people buying? We do have younger clients okay, where okay. their budget are a little bit lower. In a way, it also push them to vintages okay. because the value of the item tends to be a bit lower. We do have clients that are about my age, in mm. their 30s or even in 40s, mm-hmm. who sees the value of pre-love. Right. They understand in the market, there are actually bags that are in excellent condition and they don't need to pay full price for it. So why not? All right, well, yeah. let's let's run another social experiment. Elaine, you're going to help me out with this. John, yes. do you believe in investing in handbags? Ah, oh, you see, I've had this debate <laughs> with my wife before. Okay? I love it. Okay. So when it comes to handbag investments, I yes. feel, I feel, okay, it's like buying stocks as well. There are, really? There are good stocks that I you buy. I agree. Right? 100%. That will definitely, you know, will appreciate in value because of its scarcity, because of the history or the, the story that that particular item carries. But doesn't apply to every single item. Sure. Right? So when I shop with my wife sometimes, you know, and I can get excited and I encourage her to buy certain pieces as well. Yeah. You know, because I feel like, oh yeah, you know, there will be value if you take good care of it. You know, you carry it two, three times a year, you know, and then yeah. five years down the road you know, or, or 50 years down the road if you want to hand it down to, to your children mm-hmm. you know like there's still going to be value there and my wife's mother-in-law actually mm-hmm. does that you know she keeps her, her bags in very very good condition where you know, sometimes when I look at them, it looks almost, almost still brand new, yeah, even yeah, though it's yeah. probably older than me. John, I think I, it's like buying stuff. I feel like you're an easy customer oh, yes. you know, uh, for, yeah. for Elaine. Because he sees the value of it. <laughs> That's the thing, right? And you know, I've gone shopping with my wife as well, buying a Dior bag, and the salesperson is talking about how much price increases as the season goes. Elaine, tell me some of the ways you convince customers to invest in handbags. What are some of the reasons that you've ever used in the past? I guess, first of all, you need to make sure you buy the right model. Mm-hmm. You can't just buy any bag and expect the bag will Don't go for the brand, but the model, value. right? Right, right. Yeah, like some of the bags are actually trendy bags. Once the trend is gone, that's it. You may not even get 10% of the value out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking for investments, you should really look into bags that has been on trend, is timeless, even after 10 years, 20 years, or even 30 years, mm-hmm. when you carry it, you don't feel tacky. Oh, okay. So that means it's a bag that has a very wide appeal. Yeah. And most likely, 40 years down the line, there will be somebody who will still love it and want to buy it off from you. So yeah. that's all that matters. So you can think about that. Yeah. Like I would rather invest in women's handbags than NFTs right now, personally. Right, that's an interesting point of view. I yeah. actually have a client who bought a Lady Dior from us like two years ago. Yeah. So she took great care of it. Two years later, she just thought, it's really not for me. It's a little bit big. She wants a bit s- smaller, smaller size. Yeah. We helped her find a client 
and in the oh. end, she made a thousand dollars from it. So two years into holding, good condition, she made a thousand dollars. I mean, is there someone in Lovolic that checks and ensures that this is the market price? Oh yes, we do. So we constantly will look into the market prices for every single item and make sure the clients will get the most of it. Yeah, John, are you a watchman? Yes, I am a watchman. Do you ever man. get worried that you might accidentally buy a fake? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, Elaine. I mean, for men, we talk watches. For ladies, of course, handbags. And there are like, you know, if you go to certain countries, there's a back room full of yeah. fake handbags. How to tell a real from a fake? To be very honest with you, unless you are trained, it's almost impossible for you to tell whether an item is real or not. That's what I think. Because yeah. some of the super fakes are really well done. So it's very important if you're not sure, make sure you either buy it from a reputable seller mm. or make sure you get the item authenticated before you proceed. And we you do- guys have authenticators that are trained to tell these things? We do have in-house authenticators okay. who have years of experience in authenticating bags. Only if the bags are authenticated by the human and they mm. think it's okay, then we will move on to the next step, which is what we call the entropy authentication. Okay. It's actually an artificial intelligence authentication service provided by Entropy, who is based in the US. So it's, wow. it's quite interesting. So how it works is it let us to take images yeah. of the item at a microscopic level. So I actually have a microscopic lens. I will take plenty of images of the bag. And what Entropy does is it will take the images that I took and feed it into a machine. The machine will then compare the images that I took against the millions of images they have of an authentic item and see whether they are consistent. So wow. only if at a microscopic level they look consistent, then they will issue an authentic result. So for us, <laughs> we need both the human and the machine to tell us both are okay before we proceed to put the bag on sale. John so it's I, pretty robust, actually. John and I are speechless. My wow. gosh, the possibilities are endless. My gosh, wow. This is amazing. I guess to wrap things up, what are the future plans for Lefolic? We are planning to introduce more brands into our collection. Fendi is definitely one that we want to bring. Mm. We are also looking into introducing jewelries into our collection. Yeah. Since our oh, nice. followers, they love bags, of course they will love accessories as well. Yeah. If you ever found out, say, okay, you're a watch guy, and, and just using this as a case study, Elaine, John, if you found out through that AI yeah. that your watch is something that you paid a lot of money for is yeah. a fake, would you want to know it's a fake or just ignorance is bliss? You know, they say, yeah, ignorance is bliss. You know, like I would rather not know <laughs> yeah. personally, but if for some reason I find out that it's a fake, you know, it's just one of those things. You, know, you get really sad yeah. and then, you know, you start with sadness and then maybe you try to rectify the situation. <laughs> yeah, you have to go through that, like that, that six stages of grief, <laughs> you know, and then, yeah, you never know where it turns out, but I will start off by being sad. Gosh, Elaine, what happens? <laughs> I Say I want to sell this bag. I think it's real. I spent a lot of money. Someone sold it to me and I want to sell it and then you find out it's fake what happens uh, in it that happens moment? quite often actually no way so how do you break the news what happens so, after that yeah so we've been <laughs> I would say we've been getting better and better over okay, time okay. so we try to calm them down you, and we just deliver the news in an objective manner yeah. we try to be helpful I would say we okay. will ask things like where did you get the bag from do you know the seller like when did you get it and see whether there are ways to help them to get the money back have you succeeded uh, yes yeah so oh. there's an instance where a client actually bought a bag from a major resale platform. Mm. So the moment we touch the bag, even without the entropy authentication, we know something is a bit off with the bag. The texture is just not the same. So after we confirm the bag is indeed fake, so we just ask, oh, where did you get it? And so on. Then they told us about the platform. Mm. So if it's a well-known platform, they would definitely want to be responsible if they make a mistake. So we just help them to reach out to the platform and tell them, actually, we authenticated this bag. There's some issues with it. 
be can you have a look at it? Yeah. yeah. So in the end, that platform agreed to take the bag back and issue a refund. So wow. that is like a the most fortunate That's a scenario. Story. Yeah. Yeah, but we do have a lot of clients who bought it from marketplaces. Yeah. The yeah. prices are often much lower than the standard market price. That's the first sign for me. Yes, exactly. Too cheap is too, too good cheap. to be true. <laughs> yeah. So something that's normally ten thousand, they were marketing it as seven thousand or right. even five thousand, and then they make up stories like I broke up with my boyfriend, oh, yeah, and this yeah, is a gift yeah, from yeah, a boyfriend. Yeah. I just want to let it go, <laughs> and yeah, that's when they fall into prey. Then they realize the bag is actually not real. So these ones, if you don't actually know the identity of the person, mm. it's quite hard for you to get the money back. John, a bit happy hearing that story, right? Yeah. <laughs> We've been speaking with Elaine Fung, who's the founder of Loveholic.sg. Go check it out, Elaine. Thank you so much for your time. Right, today. thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.